0: Welcome to True Story, the public relations podcast, a space where we get a peek behind the scenes of brands and businesses that have a real story to tell. Because in today's world, we are done with perfect and fake. We want to support brands that aren't afraid to show their true colors. I'm your host, Whitney Lee, the founder of True Story PR, an agency focused on helping businesses show up authentically through their social media, PR, and more. We pride ourselves on always keeping it real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. You probably saw it on the lineup, but today is an interview, and I'm so Pumped for y'all to listen in on this conversation. I have no idea what all is coming, um, but I just know that I love talking with Barb Betts. She's our guest today. Um, and I think you're gonna love it too. So Barb and I met. We were both members of Brand Builders Group. And if you listen to the podcast often, I have a lot of really cool people, and I've got more coming that I have met through Brand Builders Group, and Barb is one of them. So Barb is a keynote speaker and she's a consultant in the entrepreneur space, but there is so much to Barb. She wears a lot of hats and she's got such a cool story. So welcome Barb to the show.
1: Oh my goodness, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You have quickly become one of my favorites, um, not only in BBG, but in life. So I'm really honored to be here and thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thanks, sis. And I just think there's so much value in your story and also what you teach entrepreneurs. So first off, let's give everybody a little overview of who you are, what you do.
1: So I am actually, my first 21 years of business has been a real estate broker. So I own and operate a real estate company in Southern California with my amazing husband and business partner. And um, the entire 20 years that I have done real estate business, I have built a thriving sales career, a multi-million dollar real estate brokerage with many, many, many agents that work with me, um, that work my systems. And it comes from a foundation of relationships and focusing on relationships that lead to referrals. And so I've built my entire sales career on referrals and I have a passion for teaching and training and educating. And so all of this has morphed into a completely new version of Barb, which is a keynote speaker and consultant in the entrepreneur and business space where my superpower, if you will, is teaching business owners how to grow referrals and revenue by leveraging authentic relationships. So that's what Um, I do. That's what I'm passionate about. And, um, it really is amazing when you wake up every day doing something you love. Oh, I feel you on that. And honestly, for most of the people who listen to
0: this podcast are in marketing and PR, um, or maybe they own their own business and they're listening into the show for tips and ideas on how to market and promote themselves. But I think that, I mean, obviously you said it yourself, relationships, hello, public relations. It's everything of what we do. And me personally, everyone always asks me like, how'd you build this big agency? I, every single thing that has ever happened to me, all the clients I have, have come Mm -hmm. through some well i'd say 90% of the clients i have some people have found us through google and stuff 90% of the clients i've had have come off of some kind of relationship uh, i mean like mm-hmm. literally you can build a multi million dollar business just based off of building relationships
1: i i couldn't agree with you more and you know it it everyone needs to sit back for a moment and just think about the last big opportunity you received, whether it was a job, whether it was a business opportunity, or maybe even something for someone else in your life, like a family member. All of those big things in life, if you look back, if you unpeel the layer, typically there was always a foundation of a relationship in place first that someone had. I always use this example. Um, Recently, someone in my family got a really big opportunity for a job. She did not know the person that hired her, I did. It was a foundational relationship I had. And I introduced my family member to this person and now she has a career of her dreams. So it's like these things all happened because of a relationship I built that I transferred to someone else. And what else I find is I find business owners are so good at what they do. And you probably see this in the sales and marketing space at a very high level. Sales, people are good at what they do. They love what they do. They love what they sell. They love the product that they sell. They love the service they provide. What they don't love, Whitney, about their business is how they're doing it, meaning how they have to generate the business, how they have to lead generate, how they have to do that cold sales call, talking to people that they know don't want to talk to them, chasing down that internet lead, knocking on cold doors. They don't love how they're doing it, but they love what they're doing. And so my passion is to change the how change the how you have to generate that business so that you love that as much as you love the actual delivery method of whatever service you provide.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously you're in real estate, so that's a good example, but like people love real estate and they want to do real estate and they think, oh my gosh, I'll have this flexible schedule. But when it comes down to it and they have to generate leads for themselves, same thing with people in like the mortgage industry and things like that. When they have to do lead gen for themselves, then they give up. They're, they're just like, Oh my God. Now, if you hand me leads all day long, of course I can take people on these tours and negotiate the whole deal and everything. But the lead generation part is where everybody's like scratching their head.
1: Yeah. And and sales is a lead generation sport. If you don't generate business every day, especially as independent contractors, no one's going to do it for you. And that's where my story begins. My story begins 20 years ago, knocking doors, because that's what I was taught to do as a baby real estate agent. And then I you know, got door after door after door slammed in my face, people screaming at me to get off their porch. Then I got chased by a dog. That's a whole story in itself. And I... <laughs> It's true. Um, and not a big, giant dog, a little tiny, ferocious, ankle biter. But you know, those things are intense. Thank God there was no ring doorbells or cameras 20 years ago. Let's just end that there. But I went back to my office and I remember thinking to myself, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to help people. I signed up to change people's lives. I didn't sign up to get door slammed in my face. I'm thinking goodness I figured out the power of relationships and I you know my superpower is that I I figured out how to systematize it and I figured out how to um, create an actual follow-up plan and an action plan and a connection plan and marketing and everything else that led me to where I'm at today where I am have a thriving career teaching this to business owners and entrepreneurs and that's really my jam is I want all industries. To understand this, I want all sales professionals and business leaders to understand the power of deepening and leveraging relationships and getting it to a point so that you can ask for business because one of my foundational principles that I teach is no referral is going to happen without a relationship in place first. There is about zero to negative chances. Someone is going to refer you and put their name to you if you don't have a relationship in place first. And -hmm. if you focus on that, and you make doing that every day, the number one focus in your business, you will win and you will win long-term and you will be able to repeat it over and over and over again. And okay. never have to make yeah. that cold sale again. Yeah. And, and honestly,
0: you just said the, the key word of that entire sentence was long-term. And I think reason why, you know, when people people ask me how I built my agency and I say relationships and referrals immediately they eye roll because they want some kind of magic fix. You know what I mean? It's like people who want a diet pill or whatever this is like Manjaro and all this stuff that people are doing. They don't want to work for it. They want it now. They want to take yeah. a pill or take a shot and they want it now. And so yeah. they do, they roll their eyes at me when I say relationships built that, but I, I can't tell you like it, it's it's setting yourself up for future success. And and in mm-hmm. the world today, again, I preach this on the podcast all the time. It's like we're so conditioned for immediate gratification that if you tell us yep. like you just gotta like get out and, and build some relationships, people are like, oh, um, but that doesn't bring me a lead right now. Right yep. now, you know. Yep. And uh I think yep. people will make a mistake of I think the best thing I've ever done is just like go around, talk to people like a human and not try to sell them a single thing. Just like, oh yeah, this is what I do for a living. Cool. What do you do? And just sincerely get to know them without being like, so do you know someone who needs PR? Cause I can help. Don't nope. even pull that freaking card. I'm- no,
1: you are, you are a thousand percent correct. And you know, we're, we're, In today's episode, we don't have time to talk about all the systems and strategies, but one little nugget I'll put in your listener's brain is I want you to think about it um, from a bank account perspective, right? And think about your bank account as like your trust account, which those actually really do exist, right? But you have a trust account with a person. Like I have a trust account with you, Whitney. And before I can ask for a withdrawal, which is asking for business, I have to have built up a balance, right? Like I got to have money in the bank. And so my philosophy and method that I teach is if you make enough deposits in someone's life, deposits, meaning making their day, showing up for them, showing up at an unexpected time in their life, helping them with something, helping them get what they need in life, giving them education and marketing, then guess what? You're able to ask for a withdrawal. So if you focus on making enough deposits in someone's life, you will be able to ask for a withdrawal. And the withdrawal is the business. And that's why new business owners or even if you're an established business owner, you are correct. This is not a short term gain. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. However, if you start it now months and years down the road, you're going to be so glad you did. So if you are a new business owner, this should be your primary strategy. And I don't care what you do. This should be your primary strategy. You may have to do some other things to supplement yourself until these relationships start turning over. Mm -hmm. And if you're a long-term established business owner, you need to add this immediately to your marketing plan and to your business plan, because you're going to run out of runway on some of the transactional ways you're doing business as the world evolves, right? As tech evolves. I mean, like how many people lost business because of websites. So how many people lost business because of AI? Like there's things that are happening, but the foundational principle of relationships, human to human interaction, I don't care how much AI is put in our world. Nothing's going to replace a human to human relationship
0: preach. People always ask me like, are y'all going to lose your job because of AI now? And like, is AI going to write all your press releases? And uh, is AI going to write all these posts on social media? Sure. AI can do a lot, but like there's uh, AI cannot replace a 20 year relationship, you know?
1: No, it, no, AI cannot do that. And, um, my, you know, print, when people, people ask me that too, with, with what I teach in relationship marketing and they're like, well, how does AI fit into this? I'm like. AI, if you're a good business owner, is going to help you accelerate the amount of content you put out, the amount of um, social content creation you do make if you use it correctly as an idea generating tool. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're looking at that screen and there's that blank cursor and you know you need to write a blog today or you know you need to write a sales email or you need to write a social media caption and you're like, I cannot figure out what the heck to say. I use AI every single day. But it creates something for me and then I refine it and make it Barb's own words, right? Yeah, you know. so, it's like a springboard. Uh, it, yeah. It, oh, I love, I love that analogy for sure. But yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna replace this human human interaction that we just had for five minutes before we hit recording.
0: And I, I think your point is really, really strong about like making deposits. I always say, and we use this from a PR perspective, like I like to give people like examples here when we reach out to media people, the, I always say, like, do not ask them for something the first time you reach out. Mm -mm. How about just reaching out and saying, here's who I am. Here's what our company, you know, we represent these clients. I know you work in that space. If I can ever help you keywords being, if I can ever help you, I'm mm-hmm. always happy to, you know, can I buy you a virtual coffee, you know, and we'll send them yep. like a five or a $10 Starbucks card and hop on a 10 minute zoom just to like meet face to face. And I think that the, like now with everyone working remotely, even if you can't get in person, I do think it changes the game just to even hop on like a zoom, a 10 minute zoom with somebody and immediately yes. you grasp their personality and, and, you know, a little bit about them personally. It doesn't always have to be about work.
1: Yeah. 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 A thousand percent. And, you know, you, I'm going to say this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to toot your hone a little bit. You have said this to me in a previous conversation. Um, and you know, you were talking about specifically when people work with you and, um, you get them results like really quickly, um, you get them in, uh, you know, a, a media spot or a, you know, connection that they needed to do something in their business and you get it really quickly. And, you know, the concept of, well, why am I paying you if it took you one day or one email or insert whatever that short-term thing is, but you said something that is a thousand percent true. The reason you got that so quickly, the reason you got them an instant result was because of a relationship you built for years. (laughs) If they would have reached out to that same person, guess what? They would not have gotten the result you did. You got the result because of a relationship in place. They would not get the result. Their email would probably go to spam or wouldn't even be seen. And that's something I think people need to understand at a deep level. When you see people succeeding so quickly in business, or you see people that are just dominating their space, 99% of the time, if you ask them what they do and how they do it, they're going to tell you these are all relationships. They're going to tell you, oh, well, I've known her for 20 years. Oh, well, we used to work together at another company for 10 years, and now we're at different spaces where we can collaborate together. It's always about relationships, but yet I would say 90% of business owners don't focus on it, and that's my passion is to change the world so that business owners understand the power of doing business this way.
0: Yeah. I always say like, you don't, you don't pay me for the 20 seconds that it took me to text them. Yes. You pay me for the 20 years that it took to build yes. that level of Girl, friendship. You need to them. make
1: some social content about that.
0: <laughs> I really you need should to make,
1: because I'm every time you say that it even strikes a chord with me because I know how much that shows up in my business too. So I, yeah. I
0: completely agree. And that's a lot of what people pay us for. And I say that when we pitch clients, I always say like, look, you know, like you can find and same thing with you, like how many freaking real estate agents are there? You know, like there are a million PR agencies out there. You can find people on freaking Fiverr to do your stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's the difference between us is like, A, the relationship mm-hmm. we already have in the industry and B, the relationship we build with you as a client is like we literally yeah. become your like confidant, your counselor, yeah. your right hand yeah. person when you don't know what to do, where to go. Like, we're we're, we're guiding you you know, we're not waiting on you to tell us what to do. We're coming in with a proactive plan to say, you know, here's what we think we should do. Yeah. Yeah. It really does make a difference. Okay. So I have a question. If somebody out there, not just real estate or whatever, whatever business they're in right now, they're like, okay, Whitney, I don't really, or or, okay, Barb, I don't know, like, where do I even begin with these relationships? Do I just start like Mm -hmm. contacting people and asking them to do virtual coffee or do I go do virtual, co- like where do they even begin?
1: So great question. So for me, it all starts with your database and um, most salespeople think of a database as just a you know comp- you know a CRM, a client relationship or customer relationship management system with just a bunch of contact information in it. And that's not what a database is. That is a CRM. A database um, in my world is a list of relationships. So the first thing you need to do is build that list of relationships and I'm not talking just because you have a name and email address. I'm talking people that you actually know. And my quantitative um, definition of that is if you saw them in a restaurant or you saw them in the grocery store or you saw them in the airport, if we're talking about people that have, you know, clients across the nation, if I ran into you in the Tampa airport, I would not be like, I think I know that girl. Where do I know her from? Yeah. We would be like I'd be running across the airport (laughs) right at you. That's a relationship. So. That's the quantitative qualifier is um, do you know them enough that you would recognize them, know their name, know something about them, right? So you have to create your list of relationships. And then from there, in my world, the simplified, the simplest I can teach it is then I rank everybody and I use a five star system and I rank everybody based on level of relationship. Because I have five-star people in my life and I have two-star people in my life, right? I have people that are my closest people that know me the best, know exactly what I do, that are my walking, talking billboards. And then I have people that maybe I've just met recently. We're developing that relationship. or nurturing that relationship. So five, four, three, two, one. And by the way, one stars are should be on a mailing list. They are not people you just, you may want to do a drip email campaign or some kind of sales strategy and you want to include them. But the relationships are the five, four, three, two. And then from there, I teach business owners how to systematically take those five, four, three, two, and on a, what I call frequency formula, you set timing on how often you're going to reach out and connect with those people. And the best way to start, in my opinion, when you're starting this is to have the mindset of making someone's day. That's all you're trying to do when you reach out and connect with somebody. Because Some of these people you might have to reintroduce yourself to. Meaning, redeepen that relationship. They obviously need to know who you are, but you may not have talked to them in quite some time and you need to rekindle that relationship. Mm. So, make someone's day mindset. The easiest way to do this, most of these relationships, I would hope you're friends with them on some kind of social platform. So what I do when someone comes up on my list that I'm like, oh, I don't know when the last time I talked to them is right, which doesn't happen very often in my world. But if it does, I pull up their social media. I find something recent that they posted and I message them about it. Like, hey, Whitney. Oh, my gosh. It's been so long since we've connected. Hey, I just saw on social media that, you know, you just got back from Paris. How was the trip? It looks so wonderful. I'd love to connect over coffee soon and catch up. If you truly have a relationship with Whitney, Whitney is going to respond and be like, oh my gosh, Barb, so great to hear from you. Yeah. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Or maybe they don't have time right now, but at least you've started that communication strategy. So you set a frequency formula, you stay in touch consistently over time. And then what we don't have time to talk about today is all the marketing and value strategy. Cause I have a mindset and philosophy that no business relationship is going to happen without trust, right? Someone has to know you like you and Mm. trust you. Trust is broken down in two categories for me, personal integrity. Mm -hmm. You show up on time, you show up to your calls, you call people back. You're honest, you're trustworthy, right? And then professional competence that you're good at what you do. And the piece that business owners miss is they assume that just because someone knows them and likes them, they'll trust you. And I don't know about you, but there are a lot of people in this world that I know and I like, but it does not necessarily mean I would trust them with my financial portfolio. It does not necessarily mean I would trust them with my legal matters. They may be a nice attorney and I like said attorney, but it doesn't mean I trust them because they haven't given me a reason to yet. And that's where my system really connects the dots of taking that database, taking that ranking system, taking that connection formula and frequency formula, and then adding in marketing and value. And then before you know it, people cannot not think about you when you talk about your said service and then the magic happens and then the referrals come in and then you rinse and repeat and you keep doing it over and over again and you keep deepening that relationship. And before you know it, you're not doing all the cold and transactional ways of doing business that you were before.
0: I think that's like a perfect way to explain it to somebody is like, you've got to hit both sides of like a personal integrity and b actually being good at what you do. Cause I do, I have people that like, I like them. I like Mm -hmm. them. I like them Mm -hmm. so much, but the proof is in the pudding sometimes. And if I'm going to work with you, you still have to knock it out of the park just because I like you. That's not enough. Like I need you to actually really be good at what you do.
1: Yeah, I always tell this story. Um this this per- that whenever time I tell this story people are like, "Oh my god, I get it." So my grandmother passed away early 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 in my real estate career. Um I think I had had my license for like 6 months. And um my aunts were the trustee of her trust and they had to sell grandma's house. And guess who they did not hire to sell grandma's house? What? Me. Now think about this. Did they know me? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Did they like me? I mean, I am the favorite niece. I was the only niece, by the way. There was a lot of nephews. I was the only niece. They didn't think you were experienced enough. Did they trust me as a real estate professional yet? I say yet because fast forward 21 years, there's zero negative chance I wouldn't have sold grandma's house. Right. They did not trust me in that capacity at that time. And that's family. (sighs) That was a clear definition of they knew me and they liked me. I hadn't given them any reason to trust me. And that's the reality. And that's, you You don't think that's true in your life, but business is happening behind your back. You don't even know it's happening because they. you haven't given them any reason to trust them. And you also have not told them how important their referrals are to you. You Mm. have not told them how important it is that you want to like Whitney, like you, you don't want people to be with a terrible PR company. You don't want people to be with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. You need to make sure all of your relationships know, Hey guys, I'm the best at what I do, and I want to make sure that no one has a bad experience that you love. So one of my mottos I have, at least for my real estate life, is if someone works with a terrible real estate agent, and they were connected to a very close friend, client, family member, whoever of mine, and that person says, like, oh, I didn't think you wanted them, or I thought you were too busy, or all the things because I never stayed in touch and didn't ask for anything then that's that's on me that they had that terrible experience because if i had asked and if i had made it clear to said friend that i need and want their business and their their referrals would have gotten it. And then that person wouldn't have had a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. But most business owners aren't thinking like that. They're thinking like transactionally, they're thinking about again, that next lead next person, like a conveyor belt coming through. And they're not realizing that they need to slow that belt down. And they need to take everyone off the conveyor belt and start deepening relationships.
0: Yeah, humanizing
1: then, people, they're not a number,
0: you know, exactly. I think even just this sounds so stupid and basic, but like, acknowledging and thanking people of like, you know, I'll reach out to somebody when they refer me and I I reach out to them and I'm like, Hey, I want to say thank you so much. Maybe I sent them a a Starbucks gift card or whatever. Hey, I wanted to thank you so much for sending that person to me. And I just want to let you know, like I, that means a lot to me. And I take it very seriously that you would put your name and reputation online by referring me. And I promise you, I hereby give you my word. I'm going to do everything I can to knock it out of the park for this client. And even just acknowledging that people are like, damn, thank you. Like, you know, and and I also send them money because money talks and money helps. You know,
1: rewarding the referral is an absolute cornerstone of what I do. Now, depending on the industry you're in, uh, financial services, real estate, mortgage, follow, this is my disclaimer, dot, 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 follow your RESPA laws. That's going to make no sense to Whitney, but if you're in the financial space, you get it. (laughs) You got to follow your respa rules and regulations. However, you can reward in a lot of different ways. And I absolutely, even in the real estate space. Now, in my other side of my space, I can do a lot of things. But in my real estate space, I absolutely can still reward and thank for referrals. Mm-hmm. You just can't promise, like you can't create a referral program. Which honestly, right. I'm not a huge fan of referral programs. I'm not I mean, a huge fan of referral programs because it so doesn't feel
0: personal. Want,
1: well, I don't want someone to refer to me just because they're going to get something. Yeah, like, because then is that referral even really authentic? Is that person really need my help? And so that's part of part of the strategy I teach is if you want referrals, stop asking, stop using the word referral. Mm-hmm. Like I actually teach a strategy where I don't want you to use the refer- re- word referral in your dialogues. I don't want you to ever use that word client facing. Yes, that's what you get. And that's what you want. And that's what you call it. in the referrals to your business. But that's why I teach a strategy of asking for introductions and connections instead. Like, Hey, Whitney, can you do me a favor? When you come across someone who needs insert what you do, would you do me a favor and introduce us or connect us in a text message? And that does two things. Number one, it makes it a lot easier for the person on the other end to actually do it because it does not sound like they're handing you someone who's going to actually transact and do business with you. And number two You feel better saying it because it doesn't sound salesy. It doesn't sound like do this for me now. And so you're going to say it more. And when you say it more, you're actually going to get it. So the whole, yes, referrals are the action I teach. And yes, referrals are the end result. However, for me and what I teach in my systems is it's just a completely different approach that actually works and you feel good doing it. So it's authentic relationship building. You said the word. Authenticity is my jam.
0: Yes. And actually, I want to dive into that a little bit because you have the freaking coolest story ever (laughs) about authenticity. And y'all are probably not going to guess this at all, but I'm so excited for y'all to hear. It's so, but it's so powerful. And like, it, it's such a testament to like what being authentic can do for you personally, but also professionally. So do you want to tell them a little bit about your your authenticity story?
1: Yeah. I'll summarize it quickly. Um, so I have suffered from female hair loss. My entire adult life started losing my hair about 17, 18 years old. I was a teenage um, pregnancy and, and my hormones just went whatever direction they were going to go in. And I started losing my hair. Um, I have an autoimmune condition. I have a thyroid problem and my dad was bald at 25. So I'm kind of, as the doctors say, I'm three strikes in the hair department. I had tried every thing possible, uh, every product possible, every shampoo possible, um, burning your scalp, injecting your scalp, like insert whatever procedure you've ever heard of. I've tried it PRP, which is extremely painful, by the way, and expensive. I went for hair transplant consultations. I did it all. And finally, um, two years ago, I just decided I'm not going to live my life this way. Um, I I don't want to be bald at 40. And I am almost completely not bald in the front of my head, but I don't have hair on the front of my head. Um, And I made the decision to find a solution. And so I ended up coming across this fantastic, amazing company in Newport Beach um, that is one of the top two human hair companies in, in the world. And I went in for um, a hair loss solution called a topper, which is where you clip full length extensions. You ladies know this in the top of your head and it hangs over your bio hair. And I'll never forget when the consultant walked into the room. Her name's Ashley. She's a dear friend. And by now, shocker, we have a relationship. Anyways, <laughs> she walked in the room and she took one look at my head and she said, sweetie, uh, a topper isn't going to work for you. You don't have enough bio hair on the top of your head to clip it in. And I remember being crushed and defeated and felt like my world was ending. And she said, I think you should try wigs. And I looked at her like she had two heads and I don't know, horns on top of them. And I was like, you've lost your mind. Yeah, I'll be damn before I'm wearing a wig. Exactly. And so my 20 year old daughter, she was 20 at the time. She looked at me and she was like, mom, do you know how many women wear full length extensions? Like you just need help in a different area. And that statement changed my life because I looked at Ashley and I was like, fine, I'll try it. And I put on a wig for the first time and I have never looked back. I wear human hair wigs full time. I am very open, honest, and transparent about it. Um, and my my journey really pivots there where I remember coming home and telling my husband, I'm going to be honest about this. I'm going to tell everyone that I'm wearing wigs because I don't want to hide behind this. I don't want to hide behind the stigma of wigs and hair loss. And there's some other woman out there who needs to hear my story. And I'm going to change people's lives because Men talk, of they're bald and there's, there's no conversation, but women, you know, it's a whole nother conversation. And so I did, and what has transpired is, um, life-changing, uh, doors have opened that I never imagined would open our business doubled and tripled. Um, My brand took off in a completely different direction. And it really all comes down to um, my, another, you know, philosophy I teach when I talk about authentic confidence and showing up authentically is, you know, the more authentic you are, the more relatable you are. Mm -hmm. And humans want to do business with humans and humans aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. And when people understand that you have vulnerabilities and that you have, you know, things that um, you're ashamed of, shameful of, working through, whatever. insert whatever it is, the doors open so wide and people are compelled and infected by you. And um, it also brought out a different version of me. So uh, one of the biggest things people say to me now, especially people that have been in my life for a very long time, they'll say, Barb, you're so much more confident now. I hear that all the time. You are so much more Confident, or you're so much cooler than you were before. Like we, they, my first time that Barb 2.0 is so much better than Barb 1.0. And the answer I always give is, I didn't put this hair on my head and become confident overnight. That doesn't happen. That person had to have always been inside of me. The difference is that I lowered the walls around me. I ripped off the cover I was wearing. I let go of the shame. I let go of the fear, the judgment, the comparison, the worry. And I just decided to F it and just be me. And if you don't like it and you don't like that I wear wigs or you think it's weird that sometimes I show up on my social media without hair on, then unfollow. Yeah. Bye. And I never had that philosophy in life before. So yeah, I was a different version of me. So, um, authenticity is very special to me and it's hard to teach and it's hard to explain to people, but all I can say is when you start showing up as the person you are designed to be and you act the way you're designed to be, you dress the way you're designed to be, you wear the makeup and the hair and the clothes and the shoes and the nails and whatever else you want to do in life, you are a different version of yourself that people are going to absolutely love.
0: Yeah. And vulnerability is key. You know, like you said, those are the two main words for me is like authenticity and vulnerability because everybody's got insecurities, right? We all have yeah. the things that we yes. don't like about ourselves or we wish could be different, but like there. Yep. It sounds scary to say the word vulnerability. That's something I personally struggle with myself. I keep a good poker face on what I'm feeling inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not your typical female of like, you know, women are known to be these like emotional beings. Like I keep a damn good poker face. So I, I personally like struggle with ver- vulnerability. It's not that I don't want people to know that I'm hurt or I'm upset or whatever. It's like I... I know once I put that emotion out there, then I I can't get it back. So in my head, it's almost like a strategic move of like keeping myself calm so I can internalize yeah. how I want to react to it before yeah. I show people. But I think that it like really what it it does is like there was probably a great amount of freedom for you to just be like, yep, this uh, is a wig.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is the way yep, you're a thousand percent correct. And I do think there's a balance here. Um, so I also teach a concept of private versus personal. And there's a difference. Right. There's a difference between letting someone into your personal life, giving them glimpse into your life, glimpse into your emotions versus private and privates what you share with your closest confidants, your spouse, your significant other. Right. The example on social media I use all the time is, you know, you're going out to dinner with your spouse. You might take a picture at dinner. Everyone knows what restaurant you're at. You might take a picture of the menu or a picture outside of the restaurant or a picture of the glass of your wine. But you're not sharing what you and your spouse or partner or whoever you're with talked about. That's private. And so you can find this balance and no, I'm not saying you have to wear all your emotions on your sleeve and you have to be like this. Tell every, tell the world all your deep, dark secrets. Absolutely not. I keep a lot of people think I share everything. I, well, I do that strategically. I don't share everything though. There's a lot of current, in fact, currently right now, there's a lot of things going on in my personal life that no one knows about only my spouse knows about and my family. And, but people still think they know me and they do know me and they do know the real me. And so I think there's a balance here for me. It's really about the, the, the thing I teach is that the secret to being more real, the secret to being more authentic is to work on not showing up fake. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's an acronym that I created. And, and the letters mean forget people pleasing. Cause I used to be a professional people pleaser, tell everybody what they wanted to hear. Never tell someone my real thoughts, never have a differing opinion from anybody. A is acknowledge who you are and accept who you are, because you are amazing. You are everything you need to be. K is kick comparison to the curb, because Mm -hmm. I used to sit and compare myself to others, worry about judgment, worry about they have more hair than me. Why does my best friend who's eight years older than me have this head full of hair that you would die if you saw, for a 53-year-old woman, by the way? And the E is eliminate exaggeration, right? Because I used to also teach a philosophy of... um, fake it till you make it. And I realized how inauthentic that is, right? So um, the eliminate exaggeration is more from the perspective of now I teach act as if. Like if you wanna be a successful, insert whatever it is, well, what do those successful people do every day? How do they show up? How do they dress? What appointments do they go on? What networks are they in? What communities are they in? Like start acting as if you're already that person and then watch the doors actually open. So if you focus on not being fake, you will lead a more authentic life naturally. And look at all the doors
0: that it's opened for you. Yeah. I mean, not really just like, like mental and emotional freedom, but also like, I, I feel like your tagline should be like, I lost my hair, but I gained it back in my business. <laughs> you know, like no,
1: you are, you are a thousand percent correct. And and now I have this hair, I, that people now have hair envy over me. Right. I was gonna like say, Your
0: hair is bomb. Like, I yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you. I have five different girls. So as you, you know, hopefully your listeners, if we, if we develop a relationship and connect on social, you'll see that I, 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 many different versions of me. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, I love my hair now. I love curling it. I love styling it. I love wearing all my different girls. They all have names. Um, and I love all they do. They all have different personalities and I do kind of wear them accordingly. My favorite thing to do side note is like, If it's a girlfriend's birthday and we're going out for brunch, I'll text them and be like, who do you want to come today? And they know what that means. And they all have different favorites. And so uh, today I'm wearing Brooklyn. This is Brooklyn. She's the OG, but Charlotte, which is my blondie girl, that's everyone's favorite. So Charlotte makes lots of appearances. But anyways, um, it it has been life-changing. It's been life-changing, but not just because of the hair. It's been life-changing because I've given myself permission to just be me. And I, and I do think this is something that also happens as you age. Let's face it. I think we have more of this in our thirties and forties and fifties than we did in our twenties. Um, I, I just think that's a fact because we start learning that, uh, our village is our village and the people that are supposed to be in our life are going to be in our life. And if someone doesn't like you for something, um, you need to understand that people are going to talk about you, whether you do the thing or not. So you might as well go do the thing. So
0: Hell yes, girl. I love it so much. And I'm so, so glad we have a relationship. Yes. Um, I'm so inspired by you. And hopefully there's somebody out there. This is not an uncommon thing for women. Like, yeah, it's not uncommon. So, um, I hope that if there's somebody out there listening right now that they're inspired by you too, and maybe it's not hair for them.
1: Maybe it's something else or, you know, my um, authenticity and keynote uh, or my authenticity and confidence, um, keynote that I deliver at the end, I do ask everybody in the audience, what's your hair story? Cause you have one. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you can't fix yours. Maybe you have to just own it. Um, or maybe you can fix it. I always say COVID, COVID did barb good. I lost 40 pounds. Hell yeah. I got Invisalign and I got hair um, at the end of COVID. So um, that's kind of (laughs) how. You have the COVID glow up. I did. I straightened my teeth. I lost weight and I got hair. And it turns out I like this version of me better. So
0: there you go. love it. Well, I'm so inspired by you and I appreciate you coming on the show so, so much. I hope everybody listening is inspired as well. Barb, if people, I know they're going to want to, if they want to connect with you or find you or see more about, see your hair. First of all, they may see some (laughs) of the video portion of this, but I know everybody, if they're listening to the audio, they're like, I got to see her hair. They're
1: like already on Instagram. Like, where is she? I got to
0: see this girl's hair. For uh, sure,
1: Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. So I'm just at Barb Betts there. Um, and my website's barbbetts.com. If you want any information about speaking or training or consulting or anything like that, I'm on all the social platforms. Um, I'm pretty easy to find, easy to follow. And it is me talking to you. I do respond to all my DMs and I love meeting new people. So if you do connect, let me know you, you know, connected through Whitney. Cause I always like to know where my introductions come from. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm an open book. And if you have, you know business questions or hair loss questions um we can have a conversation so yeah or if you want to book
0: barb to come speak at your event like
1: yes well that that for sure thank you whitney yes that for sure i do love keynote speaking and getting on stage and helping audiences really find the best version of themselves and then use that best version of themselves in their business
0: I love it. Well, all right, y'all connect with Barb, reach out to her or just stalk her on social and look at all her fabulous hair. <laughs> <laughs> her hair game is on point. So thank you, Barb. Uh, thanks for coming on thank the show. You, Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please take a moment to screenshot this episode and share it to social media using hashtag TrueStoryPR or better yet, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. See you next time for another True Story.